You're listening to Rewild and Free. This is the go-to podcast for conscious and holistic mother entrepreneurs who are ditching society's to-do list for intentional living, freedom, and abundance while creating impact and legacy in their home and business. If we haven't met yet, I'm Nicole Pazvier, your like-hearted mom friend and biz bestie wrapped in one. I'm an ex-nurse turned matrescence guide and business coach, leading women just like you into the new paradigm, where thriving in motherhood is your birthright and so is a successful and sustainable online business. Keep listening if you're ready to unsubscribe from patriarchal motherhood, bro marketing, and boss babe culture. Because in this space, we use nature as our framework as we move towards feminine embodied business development, cyclical orientation, and slow living. Together, let's rewild and remember as we break free from survival and reconnect to what truly matters. Okay, friend, steep your tea and take the most loving breath you've given to yourself today, and let's go. Hello, this is Nicole. Um, obviously, who else would be doing this podcast <laughs> except for me? Um, <laughs> I actually laugh sometimes when I'm listening to other people's podcasts, and obviously they have their pre-recorded intro, but then they go like introduce themselves again, and it's like, I don't understand why did you do both? Um, and I almost just did that. Obviously, you know it's me, Nicole, because this is my podcast. Um, what I will say is this is just me. I don't have any guests on this episode. Um, I have some things to say, and then I'm going to be sharing a recording that I did in my car a couple days ago. It is very raw. It is unedited. Um, it's a bit cringy now that I've listened to it back, but all the more reason that I'm just going to play it. Um, I'm not I'm not going to allow myself to get stuck in trying to perfect it or potentially even re-recording it because I think there's a lot of um, just, just rawness and realness about it. And um, this conversation is all about using chat, GPT, and AI in our businesses. And I'll be on, very honest that I am still very torn on how I feel about all of it. I have mixed feelings. I can't quite put my finger on why exactly I'm not jumping all in. Um, and the recording kind of does does dissect some of that a bit. But I just wanted to um, also just explain that this is now several days later and I have continued to swing on this pendulum and go back and forth and I've been posting on my Instagram stories trying to uh, discuss with you guys a little bit how you feel about this and it's really interesting because the the polls I was doing are kind of cut down the middle I'd say around half of you are already using it and loving it and about the other half are like a big fuck no and you're staying the fuck away and it's really interesting because there wasn't a lot of people in the middle being curious and I think that's where I am I am definitely in this phase of curiosity as I'll share in the recording Um, I'm kind of looking at this as I'm definitely noticing that there's some fears, but I'm, I'm swapping fear with curiosity and I'm allowing myself to kind of tread the waters really lightly, really gently, really cautiously. Um, and yeah, so it's just interesting to see where everyone's at. I did do a question box just to see why people are staying the fuck away. And that was interesting too, because I, I would say formally was in agreement almost all of these responses, but I think there's a common thread with these responses and they are all coming at it from the perspective of using chat GPT to 
replace you and your voice to basically do copywriting for you and I think that was something that really shifted my view on it is not using it for that purpose but instead using it as more of a brainstorming tool and a source for soundboarding and yeah once I kind of looked at it in that sense it opened it opened up the possibilities for me and I allowed myself to kind of soften into it and again as I share in this recording I talk a little bit about how I think I think it's really important to be aware of what your intentions are in using this as a tool um, and being really careful not to outsource whatever it is you are trying to get from it, um, not outsourcing it to the tool. And I mean, this goes, this is the same, the same train of thought that I would offer um, if you are hiring any anything in your business out, right? If you're hiring a copywriter, if you're hiring a VA, if you're hiring a business coach, like it's the same intention. Like you don't want to be hiring them to outsource. I mean, yes, you are outsourcing a, I'm totally digging myself a hole here. I think you know what I mean if you're listening to this um, and if you've been in my space for a while and just the importance of the intention. And so if you are, if you are giving away your power to someone else, that is very different than delegation and um, using a tool to optimize something that's already yours and I think this is where maybe some of the confusion maybe some of the controversy kind of comes in with chat GPT is it's really really slippery like it's a slippery slope in terms of how you could outsource and how you could actually allow this thing to do a lot of things for you instead of with you. So again, just coming back to that intention, I wanted to share some of the responses on my stories. So some people, these are these are responses from people that are staying the fuck away. Um, one person said, it doesn't feel like my voice and it's very generic. There's, um, there's info, but there's no personality. So maybe it's great for getting ideas or getting started, but can't rely on it. And I mean, I do, I do get that. Like it is, I don't know if the word generic is right, but I've already noticed in the small stints I've played around with it, it has some favorite words. Um, so there's, there's a lot of repetition and, and the favorite words it's using are not my favorite words. And I've even told it, like, I don't like that word. Can you think of another word? And I mean, it will replace the word, but it, it's, it's still very robotic. It's not a human. And it, it, this is where my fear comes in is like, okay, this is just the start of it. So like we can, we can tell ourselves all day long that it is just a robot and it can't replace a human, but what if it can? Um, and I keep kind of dropping back into that, that place of fear because it's real. Um, anyways, another response said, I feel like everything is getting so convenient and eventually we're just going to be robots Um, We need to form our own thoughts. We are write our own things and make our own stuff and just live. And again, I totally do agree with that. And it's interesting to kind of look at this from this perspective of like hustle culture and this obsession with getting things done and being productive and scratching things off the to-do list. And that's where the appeal I think comes in is chat GPT or other forms of AI can can make life easier um, and it adds to that convenient piece. It makes life more convenient and I totally get why 
there's so much hype about that because we are always looking for things to save us time. We are always thinking we don't have enough time. And, oh man, I could totally go on a little rant here. I just read a book called 4,000 Weeks um, all about just the use of time and um, 4,000 weeks, I guess, is the average lifespan for us as humans. And it was just a really interesting read, kind of dissecting um, kind of like the productivity culture and um, all the gurus around like time hacks and like productivity hacks and the best way to use our time, the best way to like um, make lists and like time blocking and all that stuff. It was a really good read. I do recommend that book actually. Um, but, but in it, like there was a lot of discussion around how each time something new, like technology wise comes into our lives to make our lives easier, we end up just replacing it with something else. So we don't actually like get ourselves more time. We actually just fill our day up even more. Um, and I think in the book, he gave the example of when washing machines came into our lives. And obviously back in the day, I don't even know the year, um, but the likely the, the women in the household who were previously doing the laundry by hand now had this machine to help them do laundry. And so, yeah, on paper, it's like, cool, we're saving all this time. But then you immediately just fill that time with something else. And it never stops. It's just kind of this vicious cycle. Um, and I mean, if we really went into that, that kind of started the whole um, evolution of women entering the workforce. And now here we are in 2023 as mother entrepreneurs, conscious and holistic to our past generational cycles and we're like okay we can't do it all and part of this is now because we've normalized that women should be back at work not back at work but women should be working a nine-to-five and also doing all the other things that they were doing when they weren't working and it's just kind of interesting how again I, I warned you I was about to go on a rant it's just really interesting how there's still this really really big obsession with time we're still constantly feeling like we don't have enough of it and we are just never content. We are never fulfilled. And I don't want to give too much away, but the book really does do a good job of offering some different perspectives on this. And I'm sharing all this because I think the piece around AI being used as this tool for convenience and this tool to save time is kind of perpetuating this vicious cycle that collectively as humans we are already on. And as much as it might save time on paper, I question if it's actually, um, I question if it's actually having a positive impact on our quality of life in the sense of like how fulfilled and how content we feel. Um, and maybe that's something to explore as I'm using it and just noticing my own feelings of fulfillment and contentment. Anyways, that was kind of a rant. Um, one other response I got was that it's great for brainstorming, but it's not me and it's not my authentic voice. And I think that is a very common belief around it and a very common reason why people aren't touching it is they don't want it to take away their their voice. And this was part of my train of thought as well before I kind of allowed myself to start exploring and playing around with it is I was like, I I am very intentional with the language I use and 
you're probably laughing because you know I'm <laughs> I'm not concise. I definitely over-explain. I likely am usually saying too much, but that is how I make sense of the world. And um, speaking out loud, using my voice out loud, I'm a self-projected projector in human design. That self-projected piece is really, really important in my decision-making. And if if I tried to dilute my voice aspects of that would be gone parts of me would literally be gone and I realized that other people obviously with different um, authority types in their human design like that's not applicable to them but the use of my voice the use of my language the use of the words I choose and not even choose right because when you're when you're speaking and you get into this like this flow state it's 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 coming from like your subconscious like I'm not necessarily logically thinking about what I'm going to say next it's just kind of flowing through me and I don't want something to take that away from me what I will say is as I've been exploring as I've been playing around with chat GPT as a tool um, it's been kind of a fun experiment to allow myself to really flex that muscle of discernment and so as the tool as the GPT um, gives a response back, I can kind of decide, okay, is that, does that feel right? Like I'm, I'm trying it on for size and I'm deciding yay or nay. And so it's been fun to, like I said, flex that muscle because I think it's different than when you're actually having a conversation with a person and potentially like people pleasing tendencies come up and just like social norms around how you should respond to them. Like obviously you're not just going to, um, <laughs> Um, like shut down their idea you're going to be respectful in conversation and yeah it's just different when it's a robot that you are communicating with it's it's a lot easier to say no to a robot than it is to say no to a, pe- a person especially as a recovering people pleaser so yeah it's been fun to kind of practice flexing that muscle of discernment and also just allowing myself to gain clarity on like my own personal boundaries I guess in terms of what feels right for me and what I want to use versus not use the other thing that I've been thinking about is how I think even like a couple weeks ago I almost thought of people who were using chat GPT as lazy um and I'm I'm willing to share that out loud because it it truly was one of my thoughts I thought oh well you're just lazy you just don't want to put in the time to come up with your own thoughts. And I've I've realized now again with some time playing around with it is depending on how you're using it, like it's not lazy because you still have to use your own your own brain and your own heart um, to determine what kind of prompts you're giving it. And as long as you're not, like I said, outsourcing um, and like directly asking it to like write something for you, it really is just amplifying and helping you expand on some of your ideas so I am enjoying that part of it and I I've kind of come full circle and I don't see it as lazy I think of it as actually this really beautiful tool if you're using it intentionally Um, and so it's kind of like a, a work smarter not harder kind of thing and I think I mean it's not going away so a part of me really does think that it's important to figure out how to use it and allow it to be kind of an asset and a resource in your business Something else I wanted to bring up was also, I guess, kind of around like the people-pleasing tendencies that many women 
have from Good Girl, Good Girl Conditioning is also this discomfort around delegation. And I think this this stems from, again, society's obsession with like productivity and so many of us um, having some distorted views around our self-worth and productivity. And if we're still holding on to some of those beliefs that like we aren't worthy of whatever it is, if we aren't getting things done, um, part of that also includes this like hyper independence and feeling like we need to do things on our own to kind of prove our worth. And so I think there's also some discomfort around allowing a tool like this to actually help us. Um, and it's almost it's almost like this inability to be open to receiving its support. And I think, ooh, I think I think that is part of part of the bigger resistance that I'm meeting for myself is like it feels uh, I can't again, I can't quite put my finger on what it is, but I think. I think deep down a part of me is like, I just need to do it myself. And if I'm allowing something, especially a robot to help me, then it's almost like I cheated. Um, And I think that's really interesting and something I want to dissect further. But it's interesting how if I'm actually investing in, say, a business coach or a copywriter, then that doesn't feel like cheating. Like I have no problem if it's a real person that I am compensating their time for um likely through money so I wonder if that's a piece of it is the fact that like these chat gpt tools like obviously there's there's free options available and ah yeah I don't know I don't I can't really finish my thought on that something for myself for for me to dissect further but also would love to hear your thoughts on that um on the flip side to all of this I also just want to share that I definitely am feeling myself opening up to the idea of using something like this, ChatGPT or some tool, um, more in my business, but there is still a immense amount of fear and almost some frustration that it seems like everyone is getting so excited and hyped up about this, especially like just in the media and I don't know, like it just seems like people aren't realizing <laughs> like the potential of AI and I think I think it's also confusing because it can be easy to compartmentalize and just be okay with chat GPT but not necessarily realizing that that is a aspect of AI and by using chat GPT we are kind of giving permission to continue to advance the technology of AI And I share a bit in the recording just around some of the fears around um, the use of AI in terms of like video creation and like using your voice and potentially like some privacy stuff with um, our kids and stuff. And it's just really confusing to me because I've seen even some of my own friends who are really excited about ChatGPT, but also have very strong boundaries around privacy of like their children and their life on social media. And it's just really confusing because how can you be on one side and not the other? Um, and again, I'm totally just thinking out loud here. I'm This is very, very unfiltered and raw. 
um, <laughs> I'm processing in real time. I literally don't know what my own thoughts are here. But I will say that there's, yeah, almost this feeling of frustration of like, why aren't people more scared? Why is there so much excitement, almost like to the point of being naive um, to the potential dangers of this? And like I said, it, it's it's easy if you compartmentalize the two and like see ChatGPT as the separate thing. But the thing is, is it's still just a form of AI. And by using it, I, I feel like we are giving this okay that we are on board with AI being a part of our lives. Um, I'm going to probably wrap it up there because I'm going to let you listen to the recording that I did in the car. I apologize in advance. The audio is not amazing. You hear um, a lot of like weird sounds as I'm driving. It's also hilarious because I think every single time I say chat GPT, I say chat GTP, I say it wrong. Um, and now that I've pointed that out, you can laugh with me, not at me, because the first time I listened to it back, I was literally beside myself, like howling. My cheeks hurt so bad because I was laughing so hard. Um, oh man, it's so funny. Um, anyways, I would love to hear your thoughts on all of this and carry on this conversation. I don't think this is something that we need to have answers for today. I also think it's something that we are allowed to change our minds on and I'm going to continue to stand by curiosity over fear. I am really, really intentional about not allowing fear to dictate my actions so with that said, I'm going to continue to just be curious about this. And with that, I'm very open to conversations. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to learn from you. Um, yeah, here is the recording in the car. I have 15 minutes of driving, and I actually really enjoy recording a podcast while I'm driving. So I'm actually alone. I feel like I'm kind of in this flow state. I don't know if anyone else feels that way while they're driving, especially in silence, um, especially driving somewhere that I've been to many times. So I'm kind of driving on autopilot. I'm actually on the way to um, my massage therapist. Um, she actually doesn't do traditional massage. She has a shoulder injury. That doesn't matter. But I'm going for craniosacral therapy, which I've actually been having been doing I don't know what the proper verb is there um or adjective verb I don't even know I'm not I, I swear I graduated high school um but I've been doing cranio since 2018 I think holy cow that's a long time um but yeah back in 2018 I actually gave myself a pretty wicked concussion and was off work for several months. It was kind of a big deal. Um, and one of one of the treatment modalities that really helped me find some relief and actually just find some more like root cause healing for my body was cranial. Um, so yeah, I've been going to cranial ever since. Now it's more just like a maintenance thing. I can totally feel when things just kind of feel the word I always use is gunky. Like I can feel my body getting gunky. <laughs> like things are, are kind of stuck and it's super cool because cranio really is, I actually don't even know how to explain it. It's kind of like a mix of like energetic stuff. Like it's moving energy in your body, but through like the cranio, um, the, what am I looking for? Like the, I think like the cerebral spinal, I don't even know. 
it's cool. <laughs> it's it's very different than massage, but I think a lot of massage therapists um, might have training in it. Anyways, the, the lady I've been seeing for several years has loads and loads of training. She's super cool. I think it's kind of, again, I don't know really what Reiki is, but I think it's kind of like Reiki. I don't know. I should stop talking because I really, I've, I, I'm not here to convince you to do anything. I'm just sharing. That's where I'm going. Um, anyways, I really, I've been wanting to speak on the use of artificial intelligence, um, in, in the context of, like, online entrepreneurs, content creators, course creators, whatever you identify as, and I think it's just this really crazy thing that is going on in this world right now, and, Personally, it's been something that I have been really averse to. I've really intentionally been avoiding it. I don't think it's good. I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm fearful of it. I'm fearful of its capabilities. I'm fearful of what it's going to do, not just from the perspective of like taking out people's jobs, but just in the sense of things much bigger and even harder to imagine. And now with the use or the creation of, like, video and voice, and, like, it's far more than just being a really fancy Google. Um, And I find that quite scary. And I also find it confusing why there's so much excitement and buzz about it. Like, I don't understand why, why we can be, I say we as, like, a collective kind of just, like, norm kind of socially. I don't understand how we can be so excited about something that there's so much unknowns about. And I, it's interesting because I kind of compare it to the height of the pandemic and how everyone was ridden with fear. And again, like that was fear of the unknown. Why, why is there excitement with this unknown? Why, why are we only talking about like the positive capabilities and potentials of this why aren't we talking about like the dangers and the the more negative what ifs um and maybe i'm just kind of hanging out in the right wrong spaces and maybe i'm not hearing it all obviously i know there's two sides two camps to be on here and it is kind of a controversial thing but anyways i'm sharing all this because i've been kind of on this harsh pendulum swing with it myself like i said i've been very averse to it i've been avoidant of it i haven't wanted to touch it and specifically i'm referring to like chat gpt in the context of using it for um, assistance in like content creation i really haven't wanted to even touch it i don't want it to take over. I don't want to lose the authenticity of my own language and my own copywriting. I am very um, just intentional with the language I use and I trust that the words that come out of me are coming out for a reason and so I don't really want to mess with that. I think the very fact that it's called artificial intelligence also (laughs) puts that like yucky taste in my mouth it's artificial and I just do not want to be artificial I want to be organic I want to be natural I want to be authentic and it's a really strong value of mine that I'm also like embodying all of that and I don't really know how to embody something if it's not my own so um yeah that's kind of where I was literally a week ago and then I had a friend who introduced me to how she's been using chat gtp in her content 
um, and offer creation. And she, she kind of helped me see a different perspective to it, seeing it more as this companion to soundboard with and not necessarily like outsource and allow the, the technology to take over your voice, but instead just kind of like bounce ideas off of it. And she showed me some of the prompts that she was inputting into ChatGTP. And again, it wasn't so much to copy and paste and create content from, it was more so to actually inspire her own creative flow and to have her start thinking in ways that she likely never would have thought of before. And I was like, okay, so this is, in my mind, it was taking over a copywriter, but in the use she was using it for, it's almost taking over a business coach because these are the things that I go to for like business coaching. And anyways, it kind of just opened up a can of worms for me. So I started, um, well, first of all, she sent me a link to a workshop um, from Katya Nova, and I will link that workshop in case anyone else wants to watch it, because it was an interesting perspective. And it um, shares just kind of how artificial intelligence fits into the more spiritual side and the more spiritual community, which I was really interested in. And I might follow along just out of curiosity, just to see where that conversation goes and just how that community is using it. Because on one hand, I do see how AI is going to continue to grow. And it's one of those things where like, if you don't, if you don't jump in, you're going to kind of be left behind. I think of it as like other technologies, even like driving, like back in the day when, way back in the day when they would have been shifting from like horse-drawn carriages to cars I imagine there was loads and loads of resistance um, to people wanting to learn how to drive a car and could you imagine if you stayed that stubborn so I'm also I'm also like trying to stay open in that sense because I know this is going to keep going this isn't just a trend Um, and I also see how it could help optimize certain pieces in my business and bring more ease and um, really just like streamline some things. So I can see how AI can potentially be a useful tool and a useful resource um, when used very consciously and very intentionally. So this is kind of the pendulum swing I was on last, last week after the conversation with my friend and kind of opening up that perspective for me and then watching that masterclass with Kathy Nova. I, um, I opened up, first of all, I didn't even know that ChatGCP could be an app on my phone. So that changed things for me too, because I was really resistant to having another thing that I would have needed to only access on my computer. I really don't do a lot of my work on the computer. Most of what I do is on my phone, um, aside from obviously things that can only be done on the computer. So that was part of it too. And then as soon as I realized that there's this app, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is all of a sudden way more accessible. So I downloaded this app and I really just allowed myself to kind of humanize chat GTP. And I started putting in prompts literally as if I was having a conversation with a friend um, and it felt like texting. So that actually felt really good to me. It felt really natural. Um, It didn't feel like I was talking to a robot. It didn't, yeah, it didn't feel artificial. And so that, that was interesting because I wasn't expecting that. And then some of the conversation, the feedback I was getting from this robot was actually quite helpful. And if it wasn't, I could kind of give another prompt and it would then give me something more helpful. So again, here I am on this pendulum swing. Now I'm all the way on the other side thinking, oh my goodness, ChatGTP is my new best friend. Holy cow. 
And then um, I'm still kind of unsure where I stand because I'm like, I, I didn't think I felt this way. Like there's still kind of an ickiness that I can't put my finger on. And then I was scrolling on Instagram and someone shared a post about how AI um, and like the video, um, what's the word? Like how you can literally create your, or soon to be able to create video and like voice, um, like mimics of your own voice and your own person. It's basically like a um, digital avatar of you, but very, very realistic. So like I've seen videos um, of people using AI to create a video and it's not them creating the video, it's their like AI robot. And it, like, I don't know about that. And anyways, this thing that was shared online was all about um, it, like stuff, personal private pictures of family members, kids specifically being taken and then being used to create video or um, voice recordings, potentially of your kid, um, let's say sending you a message that they're in like massive danger and they need money and stuff like that. So basically being um, taken for ransom and kidnap and maybe even um, worse things. I won't go there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So after seeing that, I was like, okay, this is why I've been scared because like the potential of it is so frightening. And so it kind of brought me back to the other side of the pendulum of like, no way, I'm not touching this at all. This is not for me. I want no part in it. Um, this stuff is scary. And honestly, like that's, that's the end of the story. That's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm, I'm very confused because on one side, I see some of the benefits to it if you are very conscious and intentional with it, but I don't know how to continue to be conscious and intentional when the thing is smarter than me. Like, I think that's the scariest part. Um, and yeah, I, like I said, this is the end of the story. This is where I'm at right now. And I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know what this is going to look like in the near future. I don't know what this is going to look like in terms of my own use of it. I still do have like the chat GTP app on my phone. Um, I don't even know how I feel about that. It's, it's also interesting because I, I can see how AI is being um, integrated into like everything. Like I think it's, I think it's somehow integrated into Zoom now. I know in my podcast um, creation, some of the, the, the software, the tech I use, AI is being used to help um, create some like subject lines and do the transcription and that kind of stuff. I know even my email service provider now has an integration with AI to come up with subject lines. And it's like, it's everywhere. Like, I don't know how to avoid it. Okay, this is hilarious. I had said that I knew where I was going and I was basically gonna drive on autopilot and I totally just missed my turn. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> oh, funny, funny, funny. Um, that's okay, I still know where I am. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know where I, I stand on this. I'm super curious to open up the conversation with you guys. I want to hear your thoughts. Um, the other thing is some of the big things that I've kind of been practicing in my life are just not allowing myself to take action based on fear and instead instead allow myself to be curious, so basically swapping fear with curiosity. So like last week, that's kind of what I was intending to do. I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to be scared of this. I'm just going to go in with curiosity. I'm just going to see where it takes me. And as I said, I was pleasantly surprised. I was actually pretty impressed with 
the conversation I had with um, my seemingly new best friend, ChatGTP. And again, like it's just, it's, yeah, it's a really interesting thing to try to comprehend. And maybe that's the scary part is it's not comprehensible. Like it, it doesn't make sense, but again, like I just don't think it's going anywhere and it's just gonna continue getting bigger and become integrated into things that we almost don't have a choice in not using it. So part of me is like, well, do I start like using it now? Start learning how to use it in a way that fits in with my values and my morals? I don't know. So yeah, super curious to hear your thoughts on this. I will, um, like I said, I'll link that workshop if you're interested in it. Um, that's a whole other can of worms, Katya Nova. I don't, I, I don't follow her, um, but she apparently is the affiliate queen. And so she's running a whole thing um, after this workshop that, um, yeah, like she literally makes money off of this and potentially so do I, which is wild. Affiliate marketing is a whole other can of worms that is kind of controversial and I don't know how I feel about it, but at the same time, there's some parts of it that really make a lot of sense to me. And I think the parts that are feeling questionable are are some underlying um, trauma, PTSD, for lack of a better word, from um, like network marketing, multi-level marketing. And I do see obviously some similarities with affiliate marketing, but also some very big differences. So yeah, didn't plan to talk about that. I'm just super curious to hear where others stand with AI. I think the other thing was in the in the workshop that I'll link, they talk a lot about it being, um, oh, what's the word they use? Um, instead of calling it artificial intelligence, I think they call it like amplifying intelligence. And that actually kind of resonated with me because the way I was using AI for my short stint, like literally it was like probably less than an hour that I played around with it. That's what it felt like. It was amplifying my own intelligence. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily giving me the answers. It was just amplifying the stuff that I had already put in, which really is no different than when you hire like a business coach or someone to help mentor you. I believe like what makes a good coach, what makes a good mentor is them kind of bringing you back to center, helping you come back to yourself and just shining light on what's true for you. So that's kind of what I felt like ChatGTP was doing. And I think that was in large part due to the prompts I was giving it, right? I wasn't asking it. I wasn't I wasn't trying to outsource to it. So again, I do think if if you're using it with intentional in intention intentionality and just in a very conscious way, then yeah, maybe it can be beneficial. But anyways, super curious. This is a big can of worms. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay, that's it for the car recording. Thank you for listening if you made it this far. I know the audio on that was shit and um, my thoughts were not very concise. So yeah, just thank you for listening to those rambles. I also just wanted to add that um, the masterclass, the workshop that I was talking about from Katya Nova, she has since done, I think like one or two more that I believe you have access to for free. 
And then she also has a full-on, um, oh my goodness, I don't even know what to call it. It's like a several-day event with like tons of guest speakers doing their own trainings all around how to use AI, ChatGPT, um, in like your spiritual, spiritually-led business. And I think, um, I know I'm very intrigued by it. Like I keep saying, I'm, I'm really approaching this with curiosity, not fear. Um, but I think I am now technically an affiliate for it because I signed up for her very first free masterclass. So I am going to leave those links. Um, I really haven't followed too much about any of it. Like I said, I'm just in this state of curiosity. Um, but I just wanted to have full transparency that since I am an affiliate and if you do end up purchasing a ticket to her uh, several day or event, I think it's called Meet the Oracle, um, I will get compensated for it. And that's just really weird. Like I mentioned, I have mixed feelings around affiliate marketing and there are definitely some brands and some product products that I'm a very proud affiliate for. And I think I think they, the strategy in itself is brilliant. But I think, again, if we're not approaching it with a conscious and intentional um, just per- perspective. It's, yeah, it's this whole thing. So just wanted to share that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to, I might edit this out. This is now awkward. Man, podcasts, podcasts are all fun and games when you're talking with someone or when you have like a script, but when you just kind of show up and start talking to your computer, um, and like you probably need more friends in your life, this is the kind of episode that comes out. Woo-wee, okay, someone take this mic away from me. Okay, before you go, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you were thinking of anyone while listening, please send it their way. And if anything resonated with you or you love these conversations, please subscribe and leave a review. This really helps the podcast algorithms Um, put my show in front of more people just like you and the last thing I would love nothing more than hearing from you so say hi dm me on instagram and give me a follow at nicole pasvier until next time